Improvement Day. A Good Omens Fic, written by Twilight City Sky. Recorded as a multivoice potfic, narrated by Literarian. Chapter 4 Roleplay In which Aziraphale contemplates the kind of office bonding that happens at work retreats and jumps to exactly the wrong conclusion. By the time they made it to lunch, only the spinach-wrapped tuna salad remained. Crowley was waved over to sit with Hazel, Baruchiel and three others Aziraphale recognized but didn't know well. You go ahead, he murmured to Crowley. I'll just... He gestured awkwardly. Well, now that I think about it, I'm not hungry, really. And perhaps a walk around the grounds would be good for my constitution. Crowley was looking at him with a hint of furrowed brow. Just come sit down with me, Aziraphale. That's not secondary school. Crowley's work, somewhat surprisingly, often brought him into schools and universities. Aziraphale's almost never. It was something of a sore subject between them. Heaven found academic environments less than fertile grounds for picking up souls. Crowley said Hell appreciated the students' unending questions, their rejection of the conventional, and their copious black makeup. I just think we shouldn't. shouldn't. Uh... Shouldn't what? Be seen together? Look around you. Aziraphale did. Angels were sitting, standing, and talking in groups or pairs. Some picked at wraps, some ate with gusto, some had taken their lunches apart or miracled them into component parts for inspection. A few, of course, didn't touch the food. But those who had been on Earth more than a few years had generally embraced oral intake to a greater or lesser extent. Eophiel had raided the tea cart and was liberally dousing her lunch with lemon juice and low-calorie sweetener. Nothing out of the ordinary. He looked back at Crowley. So what? Crowley blew air through his nose in the slightest exasperated sigh. Okay, now look at me. Really look. He spread his arms slightly, standing up straighter and flashing his toothy smile. He looked, well, striking. Of course he looked striking. He always... But wait. He really didn't, did he? He was Crowley, and Aziraphale had long ago accepted that looking at Crowley was... To him, like staring at the sun, fiery, beautiful and liable to give you a splitting headache. But he was just self-aware enough to know that this perhaps wasn't a universal experience. Today, 
Crowley was dressed in clothes that were expensive and loud, but screamingly conservative, like a banker going golfing at the weekend. He'd hidden his copper hair and amber eyes. He had gold painted on his cheeks and a celestial pocket protector, for heaven's sake. He'd gotten it, of course, from the drawer of Aziraphale's desk, where Aziraphale had tossed it after the last improvement day. They were always sent home with a little gift bag. It had Heaven is a Place on Earth printed on it with a little halo dotting the eye. He looked like an angel, and maybe a little bit of an ass. In other words, he looked like the rest of them. Now, if you can tell me truthfully that angels don't make friends at these things, I go and find a seat on the other side of the room from you. But you can't, can you? There does seem to be some kind of accelerated bonding that happens at Improvement Day, in my experience, Aziraphale said stiffly. He'd noticed it, of course, even if he hadn't ever actually participated. Cause there is. Unite against the common enemy and all that. I find it rather rude to keep bringing that up. No, I meant... Crowley frowned, genuinely puzzled. I meant the conference, Aziraphale. It's pretty plain, it makes you all miserable. Can't think why. I'm still learning all kinds of new things. Balancing eggs on spoons improves office morale. Never knew that. Aziraphale sighed and deflated a little. Common enemy, the one they can actually be spiteful towards. I mean, we can't speak ill of the day itself. Well, it seems like it's always me. What? said Crowley. This year is a little worse because I did the facility booking. The angel residing in the hosting country does it. He lowered his voice conspiratorially. They make you book a range of dates, you know, so even you won't know when it will be. Too many conveniently timed discorporations the week before the meeting was scheduled in the past, and management caught on. Crowley wasn't distracted by talk of policy changes. This year's just a little worse. I mean, the way they're acting towards you. I've never really fit in, Crowley. Oh, they're not always ignoring me or playing tricks. I don't mean that. But I'm not very popular, I suppose. Oh, I don't know. Just find a seat, dear. People are starting to stare at us. Crowley was looking at him, lunch tray in hand, one eyebrow raised. But after a moment, he turned and walked towards the table with the other angels. The thing was, though, Aziraphale thought, people weren't staring. His colleagues were markedly less annoyed. They were inside now and fed, those who ate, and the day was almost half over. 
After Crowley's impromptu presentation, the animosity directed towards him seemed to have mostly faded. No one had looked twice at Crowley all morning. They were walking together right under heaven's nose and no one seemed to care. It was a little dizzying. Angels make friends here, Crowley was saying. We can be friends. Aziraphale broke off a piece of spinach wrap and toyed with it. He sipped water from a bottle with a jaunty little pair of angel's wings printed on the label. He pulled out his schedule and pretended to read it again. He didn't quite know how to get his mind around what was happening. The angels at the table mostly ignored him, which was a blessing, until... Tell me more about your territory, Carlyle. It sounds like tremendous fun, Hazel was saying. She was leaning towards Crowley with her chin in her hand, smiling up at him from under long, dark lashes. Ah, it's a slog mostly. Terribly boring. A lot of youth work. Some conversions. Supporting the local churches. I've heard you can hardly walk down the street there without bumping into a demon. Do you smite them? I... I mean, they're working folks. Same as us, right? No cause to go getting all smitey. Just... Cause we're sharing a territory. Mm, strong but compassionate. I like that. Hazel ran a hand down Crowley's upper arm. He looked down at it with an expression of mild alarm. Aziraphale recalled with dismay that it wasn't only friendships that seemed to blossom on improvement day. I suppose so. Uh, I think I hear Uriel calling us. We should really... Crowley stood up abruptly, taking a step or two back from Hazel and knocking his tray to the floor. Hazel just smiled. Aziraphale glared at both of them. After lunch, it was back to the lecture theatre for the communication presentation, followed by divine visitation role-playing. The smaller group Aziraphale and Crowley had joined stuck together and were coached by Michael. Now, imagine you're somewhere private. Empty underground tunnel, maybe, or a deserted moor, or one of the more remote churches. Somewhere you don't have to worry about anyone other than your target hearing or seeing your manifestation. I want you to practice performing at peak efficacy while maintaining respect for the physical limits of your human sensory organs. Crowley had drawn the first demonstration card and was bouncing his leg up and down as he sat reading it. Aziraphale knew Crowley could produce an approximation of heavenly light in a pinch, but it would hardly fool an archangel. He raised a hand. 
Excuse me, Michael, I wonder if we might examine this from another angle? Michael looked up from her notepad. Aziraphale, you have some insight you'd like to contribute. Uh, yes, well, that is, the mission statement says we're to bring angeling into the modern era. And the thing is, these past few years, recipients of religious visions are at risk for being uh, <clears throat> diverted, as it were. The targets of our standard intervention, lo, I am an angel of the Lord, big booming voice and celestial radiance and all, well, they're not finding receptive audiences anymore. That's been the protocol for millennia. It served our purposes well, I hardly think. Yes, but over the past hundred years, humans who claim to have seen angels or demons are believed to be suffering from a mental disorder. Aziraphale said, irritated. He'd sent several memos upstairs with this exact observation. He suspected they went straight into the bin. They're more likely to end up in a hospital than behind a pulpit. And when that happens, the messenger's credibility is compromised and we have to start over. The other members of the group were nodding reluctantly. Michael tapped her chin with her pen. You're full of surprises today, aren't you? All right, are you prepared to suggest some sort of alternative? I think Cariel should try communicating with the target using only human communication methods. Crowley looked up at him, just briefly, and twitched the corner of his mouth in the ghost of a grateful smile. What kind of divine inspiration would that be? Asked Layla. Why are we on Earth at all, if we're expected to just be... human? Well, what about it, though? Crowley gestured, with the hand holding the little index card with his prompt. What is it that hunters say? To catch an animal, you have to think like the animal, right? Sure, we could come down all decked out in celestial radiance, harmonies, and ear-splitting voice and everything, but but I think what Aziraphale is saying is that's not really communicating. It's telling. Communicating means they've got to be able to say something back. Right? Michael, who had personally overseen the inter-office conflict mediation workshop and written a lecture titled When There Is an I in Team, I Statements for the Workplace, looked insulted. Aziraphale opened his mouth to speak, and Hazel jumped in before he could. Archangel Michael, I'll roleplay with Carlyle. I'm sure he can be very persuasive without props. I have faith in him. She smiled at Crowley, showing the dimple on her left cheek, and Aziraphale crumpled his own index card in his fist. Fine. If you think it might be helpful, go ahead and modify the prompt to remove the beams of light and trumpet soundtrack. Michael waved her hand at them. Crowley and Hazel faced each other in the center of their little circle. Crowley pulled out his mobile and slid his chair closer to Hazel, turning his body as if they were sharing a bench, 
and Aziraphale felt a dull ache in his chest. Crowley glanced at his prompt card, then set it aside. Hi, he said, beaming at Hazel. You Anna from university, right? At Hazel's blank look, he said to the group at large, Perhaps to feign familiarity. Humans are terrible with names and faces, especially in a big group. If you can come up with a common interest or place you might have met, you can pretend to know them. They'll be more willing to trust you. Good to lead with a name too, right? Baruchiel said eagerly. You'll almost always have that if you've done your research. Most times, if you know the name, they're halfway to thinking you're friends already. An old memory stirred. Hello, Aziraphale, said the demon Crawley, appearing just behind his left shoulder. They'd talked a bit on the wall, it was true, and Crawley had introduced himself but Aziraphale was sure he hadn't returned the favor. So many years later, the demon had returned and he'd known him, named him, and it had made him feel something strange and complicated, no doubt, but yes, the first tendril of maybe we could be friends had crept across his mind. Not a game, Aziraphale thought sullenly. It's not a game with me. But Crowley was smiling at Hazel and asking her what she got up to in the evenings. Would she maybe like to come with him sometime? And Aziraphale couldn't untangle what was facade from what was sincere somehow. It should have been easy. Until today, he would have said he'd know immediately if Crowley was bluffing, but Crowley was a very, very good actor, maybe better than he'd given him credit for. And he couldn't see his eyes. Crowley reached over and placed a hand on top of Hazel's. I'm part of a really progressive group. Look, here's our Twitter. He angled his mobile towards her. We meet Wednesdays in a cool space. See, here. Bounce house, climbing walls, mini arcade. Saturday nights we have concerts, mostly local artists, but look. He pointed to something on his screen. Arctic Monkeys might partner with us for a charity concert this summer. Just a fun way to spend time together talking and enjoying ourselves. No need for complicating things with substances or relationships. Just pure, wholesome fun. Hazel turned her hand over in Crowley's and clasped it. You've convinced me, fellow human, <laughs> she said. The group broke out in spontaneous applause. Crowley mock-bowed. Hazel giggled. Aziraphale wished he were human and could use a bathroom break as an excuse to get some space and clear his head a little. 
The air felt hot. It was hard to breathe. Michael was frowning, but Aziraphale thought it was with concentration rather than annoyance. Or possibly a mixture of both. Crowley tended to have that effect on people. You replaced the heavenly support for your presentation with technological support, using your mobile phone. Interesting. I can't imagine it would work in every situation, but I have to commend your creative thinking. Crowley had finally, finally taken his hand back and was returning to his seat next to Aziraphale. Hazel sat down on his other side. She tapped his shoulder. Give me your mobile number, she whispered, handing him her phone. You can send me more tips and tricks, if you think of them. Or if you want, we could meet up for... If you're quite finished, Michael interrupted. Crowley tapped something into Hazel's mobile and handed it back to her. Aziraphale stared at him. He couldn't help it. He thought... Let's have the next two up for the exercise, please. We'll try the standard approach and see how they compare. Layla, go up to the flip chart and you can record the pros and cons for us. Crowley scooted his chair a little behind Aziraphale's. Stay in front of me, Angel, he whispered as the next two Earth operatives got into place for the exercise. Rookie, I'll go overboard with the light show, bet you anything. I'm not sunburned. Heaven forbid we blow your cover, Aziraphale said through clenched teeth staring ahead at nothing. Well, yeah. I mean, literally. Aziraphale held up his schedule, throwing a shadow over Crowley's face. Don't worry, he whispered. I'll make sure you stay in tip-top shape today. Seems you've got big plans later, after all. Wouldn't want those interfered with. I agree, Crowley said. Smiling at him. Aziraphale squeezed the edges of his schedule until the tips of his fingers were white, but he kept it aloft until Baruchiel had finally powered down some time later.